0: requires cling
1: to the ones. Amen. Open your Bibles with me to First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 35, as we'll be today. And I want to encourage you to check out our iTunes channel, our podcast, and also our channel on YouTube as all our sermons are placed on there. First Corinthians chapter 15 And verse 35 is where we start today. As we're going through the book of Corinthians, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, and he is straightening out some issues and some problems that there was, but he is also answering some questions that they had written him about and also uh, getting things right within the church. Amen. And so as we start today in verse 35, this is how the dead are raised. If you know anything about death people don't like death. People don't like to talk about death. People don't like to be around death and people don't like to think about death until it's about too late. Most people make a lot more provisions for their retirement than they do for death. But can I just say it's death when you die. What The decision that you make before you die is the most important decision you can ever make is where will you spend eternity? And so we're going to answer that question. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 35. The Bible says, But some man will say, How are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? That's just a question. He said, some men will say, how are the dead raised up? How do the dead rise? How are they going to come out of the grave, in other words? And this verse proves the actual resurrection of the body. But here is a mystery. While the same body is raised, yet it is transformed from a natural body into a spiritual body. A natural body will be sown like a seed put into the ground and buried and waiting on the Lord Jesus Christ to return. But when the Lord Jesus Christ returns, the Bible says with a trump and a shout and the dead in Christ shall rise first, the Bible says, those that have died those that have gone to be with the Lord their body will be caught up out of the ground and their spirit will meet them in the air and they will get their glorified body to forever be with the Lord and then those that are on the earth still alive will be caught up with them the bible says and so it is this, it is sown in corruption but raised in incorruption it is sown in flesh and is raised spiritually it died but yet it rises again. Why? Because once you're saved, the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, a piece of the Holy Spirit himself, indwells the believer. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead now resides within you if you are saved, if you are born again. The Bible says you're sealed into the day of redemption with a peace of the Holy Spirit, a peace of God himself and that same power that rose jesus from the grave that same power that the bible says that jesus was in the heart of the earth three days three days and three nights but when he arose he had the keys to death and hell that same power now lives with inside you and it will rise from the grave it will raise your body from the grave your dead corpse will rise out of the grave to meet your soul and spirit in the air to Be forever with the Lord to have your glorified body. And so he literally asked that question. How are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Verse 36. Thou fool, thou which sowest, is not quickened, except it die. Quicken would be made alive. So you could say it. Thou fool, that which thou sowest, is not made alive, except it die. In other words... A seed sitting on a shelf in a refrigerator inside of a locker for a thousand years will never take off and grow until it is buried and sown in the ground. And that's what it's saying here. You cannot be raised from the dead if you've never been sown in the ground. If your body hasn't died and you've been put... In the ground. Now, hold on, let's put a little disclaimer there. It doesn't matter if you were cremated and your ashes were spread out all over the United States. It doesn't matter if your body was lost at sea and never found again. It doesn't matter if you were lost in the mountains and you were never seen again. Jesus has the power to raise you from the grave. You see, your body was cr- created from the ground, it, from ashes to ashes, dust to dust. God created Adam from the ground, and from the ground which will return, but one day will be raised again. That is with the power of the Holy Spirit, God's power, not a power in and of yourself, but is the power that God places in you when you are saved. And He's telling you, You fool, thou can is not quickened except it die. A seed cannot be cannot grow unless it is put into the ground, unless it is buried in the dirt and it is watered. Verse 37, And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that the body shall be, but bare grain, it may chance of wheat, or some other grain. Verse 38, But God giveth it a body, as it hath pleased him, and to every seed his own body. What does that say? God giveth a body as it has pleased him. See, he's God Almighty. He doesn't need to ask your my permission. He didn't take a survey of what you wanted to look like before you were burn, born. He didn't take a survey and say, well, what color would you like to be? What family would you like to be in? What color would you like to have? How tall would you like to be? Would you be like to be short, fat, skinny, super smart, super skilled, super athletic? What would you like to be? God did not come to you and ask you. God made you as it had pleased him. He is God almighty. And he's done that with everything on earth. And I like when you go back to Genesis and you, you read and everything, everything that he made before the curse came into the world, everything that he made, God said, it is good. It is good. It is good. It is good. Amen to that. God was pleased with me and you. God was pleased with his own work. And God loves you. And people say, well, God loves me just the way that I am. I don't have to change. You're right. He does love you just the way that He is, but He doesn't save you just so you could stay the same. God saves you so that you can become more like His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. God saves you so that your name's getting written in the Lamb's book of life. God saves you so that you could forever be with Him and in fellowship with Him in all eternity. God didn't save you so that you can go on living a, a life of wild living and craziness and wildness. God saved you because he wanted you to be holy and close to him and walk and talk with him. And so verse 39 says, All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another flesh, another of fishes, and another of birds the bible says there's different kinds that tells you right there that one verse debunks atheism all the way in my book the bible says and there's there's all is not the same flesh but there is one kind flesh of a man another kind another flesh of a beast God says right there, they are totally different kind. They are completely different. They are nothing alike and nothing the same. They're a completely different kind. You you did not, you did not come from a monkey. Even if you want to be, even if you look like one, you did not come from a monkey. God created man and woman. Amen? And he tells you right here, all flesh is not the same flesh. But there is one kind of flesh of man another flesh of beast. Totally different beings. Totally different flesh. In no way are they connected and in no way are they related. They are of a total different kind. is what the Bible says. God created you in His image. Verse number 40. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 40, if you'd like to follow along. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. A celestial body. These are bodies of the heavens such as angels, cherubims, and etc. That's celestial bodies. A terrestrial body these are human bodies and are wonderfully made. The Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are made up of so many cells and so many complex things that man cannot even begin to understand how that the body actually and fully, completely functions. And you look back in history just a little ways, you'll see that there was many organs they thought, well, those are vestigial; They have no meaning and no purpose. You know what? They just didn't understand what they actually did. And a lot of those they do. And if you will look back, they, they used to believe in bloodletting. They thought you had bad blood, you had to let it out. They killed a few people, even killed a president. But they were dead wrong. And we're going to look back in 50 to 100 years at what we're doing now and laugh and say, Boy, are they crazy? What were they thinking? What were they doing? Like we're doing that. Why? Because we don't really fully understand the body. But listen, God knows every cell of your body. He created it in all its beauty and complexity. Everything about it, from brain cells to toenails, God created it. Amen. And it is a glorious Thing. Remember what the Bible says after He created man and woman, the trees, the moon, the stars, the sun, the sea. God says it is good, it is good, it is good, it is good. And listen to me when God says it's good, it's good. And so there are some glorious things about your human body, they're amazing. Our bodies were not meant to die, God created our bodies to heal themselves. If you cut yourself, you don't do anything to make your body heal itself. It's going to naturally heal itself. It's going to naturally heal that cut without you even thinking about it. But when sin entered into the world, and the Bible says, By sin, death passed upon all men. You see, you know what death is? Death is wages. Death is wages. I'll say that again. It is a payment for something when you buy something or something costs you or you get a ticket you have to pay that you have to pay wages and that's what sin is the bible says sin is wages and there's a payment for that sin and it's death and death passed upon all men the bible says but in the beginning it was not so but you see that's what jesus came to do he came to take that sin and bear it so that you could have eternal life and one day we can forever be with the Lord to walk with Him and talk with Him. And He will tell us that we are His own. Amen? I look forward and I long for that day. I long for that day to see my family. I long to walk on an earth where there's no more sin, where the curse of sin has been removed. It has been burned out. God is going to purge the earth with fire and fire Purifies Like the flood, God flooded the earth and He put a rainbow. That rainbow, listen to me, that rainbow is a sign from God, is a promise from God that He will never flood the earth again. That is what a rainbow means. It's a promise from God. So He will never flood the earth again. But the Bible does say that He will purge the earth with fire. In other words, He will burn the sin right out of it. Amen. And it's amazing if you've ever been... To where they have burned the fields and it burns down to nothing It's just black schmutt dirt that's it that's all that's left and let a little rain come and go back two weeks later and look at it it is perfectly beautiful lush and green with all kinds of new life and new growth it is amazing what happens after a destructive fire and see, the same thing's going to happen with the earth, except for God is going to burn sin right out of it. He's going to purify it, because that's what fire does. It purifies. And so that celestial body, that's the body like an angel has. That's, that's the body like a cherubim has. And that's the body like you're going to have if you are saved, if you are born again. God's going to give you a perfect body that will not age that will not get sick, that will not die. Amen. Death is so unnatural. And that's why it is such a horrible, horrific thing. Even when somebody lives a long, long, oh, we we kind of, you know, it's easier to accept that when they've lived a long, long life. And you say, well, they lived a long life, but it's still hurtful. It's still painful. And it's still not meant to be. And the worst is seeing a child pass away. The worst is seeing a child die. As I know, we had to uh, uh, bury our grandchild. And I preached that funeral. And I can tell you that's the most hurtful feeling I ever felt in my life. But I know that I'll walk with him and talk with him and hold his hand and tell him I loved him. He'll know I preached the funeral. Why? Because a baby gets a free pass into heaven. God, God would not be just, righteous, and holy If they didn't, nowhere in the Bible does it say a a baby gets a free ticket, but the principles are there. The Bible says God is just, righteous, and holy, and a baby doesn't understand what it means to be saved. And it doesn't understand what it means to sin. And therefore, that baby will have a free ticket to heaven, praise God. And that is one bonus in that situation. But I'll get to see him again, amen, and spend forever with him. But it is horrific. Death is horrific because it, it was not meant to be so. God did not create us to die. But if you're saved, if you're born again when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back, you will get that body, that glorified body, as many people have called it. But here in the Bible, it talks about there are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. But the glory of Of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. The Bible says there is a glory in the terrestrial body, in your human physical body. It is glorious. It is a glorious thing God created. It is an amazing thing God created how it works and functions, how your eyes focus faster than any camera they can ever develop or will ever develop. The human eye focuses faster than anything you can imagine. All the different functions of your body is just an amazing thing. How that you can hear, you can touch, you can feel, you can taste, you can smell. You know, you have all those senses that God has given you and they are so amazing. So it is a glory. But the Bible also says that the celestial body, the spiritual body, it is an amazing, glorious thing. Listen to verse 41. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars for one star different from another star in glory. And I believe it's talking about here. That's so true what it's saying that the glory of the sun and another is the glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. They're all different, but yet they're all glorious. Just like people. Just like people. We're all different, but we're all glorious. We all have an amazing body that God has created. And sometimes we get so caught up as well, they're not like me and they don't talk like me and they don't act like me and they don't look like me and they don't, they don't bank where I bank and they don't live where I live and they don't go where I go and they don't wear the shoes that I wear. Well, praise God for that because it would be a very boring world if everybody looked and walked and talked like you. God made us all different. Yet we're all glorious in the eyes of God. Each and every person is worthy of salvation. Jesus came to die for the lowliest sinner, the person that you despise and hate the most, that you think are the most sorry, worthless human being ever. The Lord Jesus Christ came to die on that cross to save them from the penalty of sin so that they might escape hell, so that they might spend eternity with Him in heaven. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He didn't come looking for those that thought they were righteous. No, he, he didn't come looking for them. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. If you say, I'm lowly, I'm nobody, I'm nothing, I've messed up, I've went too far, I've gone too much. You are the exact one the Lord Jesus Christ is looking for. You are the exact one that God wants to get a hold of and save and turn your life around and use you for a glorious work that He has for you. You are who he is looking for. He's not looking for some big name or some rich man or somebody that has all this power. He is looking for you. That's who he's looking for. And so we're all different as the Bible says. In verse 42, so also is the resurrection of the fruit. I'm sorry. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. In other words, you put a bad seed in the ground, but yet you're going to get good fruit. You're going My sinful body will go into the ground, but yet when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back, it will be gloriously raised when that trumpet sounds. Amen. The dead in Christ shall rise first. And that's what it's talking about. Putting a bad seed in the ground, but a good fruit's going to come out of it if you're saved. Amen. At the resurrection of the dead, you're sown in corruption, but it's raised in end corruption amen for that so also is the resurrection and and while all christians possess resurrection life and will therefore pass and possess their spiritual bodies not all will enjoy the same uh, equal uh, glory in eternity Those that have put Christ first, those who have served God with vigor, those who have put themselves last and picked up God's will and ran with it. Like the Apostle Paul said at the end of my life, I have run my race. I have finished the course. Amen. And we all want to hear that. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Who wants to stand before God and him say, you sorry, no good, nothing. I saved you and I had so much for you to do and you are too sorry to pick up a penny and turn it in. or you are too sorry to do that, boy? That's going to be a, a shameful day, I think. When many people stand before Jesus Christ at the judgment seat of Christ, and He said, "Man, I, I I laid my life on the cross for you, and you just couldn't get up off the couch and do a little something for me." And so, although we'll be glorious in heaven, some are going to make it by the skin of their teeth. The Bible says. Make sure that that's not you. Make sure that you're putting God first. Because let me just tell you, a Christian who is not in the will of God is a miserable Christian. Just like a sinning Christian is a miserable Christian. If you belong to God, He's not going to allow you to live in sin and have just a good old time. You are going to be miserable. You might even lie to yourself and say, I'm having a good time. But you're not. But you're not. You cannot belong to God and live out in sin and be having a good time verse 43 it is sown in dishonor it is raised in glory it is sown in weakness it is raised in power amen what do you mean power it is sown in weakness in other words this body is made out of flesh and it's going to die i want to get old i might get sick i might get run over i might get in a wreck something might happen i might have a bad reaction i just don't know life is so fragile just a couple minutes without air you're gone a few days without water you're gone our bodies are so weak, we want to think we're tough, but we're not. But we're not. And the Bible says you're sown a natural body, but raised a spiritual body. The natural body, and there is a spiritual body. Amen? Make sure that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Make sure that you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about you grew up in church. I'm not talking about you grew up in a Christian home. I'm not talking about you go to church every Sunday. I'm not talking about you tithe. I'm not talking about you teach Sunday school. I'm not talking about you take up the offering. I'm talking about being born again. I'm talking about you getting on your knees before thrice holy God and realizing that I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you, God, not just somebody else. I've broken your laws and I repent and I ask forgiveness and I put my faith and trust in the work that jesus did on the cross that he died he was buried and he rose again the third day repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the lord jesus christ
0: we pray you have been blessed by today's message if you have been saved or are in need of a prayer please contact us at 352-247-9200 that's 352-247-9200 Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida. 352-897-3507. That's 352 352-897- 897 3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.